Hey everybody, welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name is Hunter Two. And this is season nine of our podcast. We are so excited to be back here with you. Uh, this will be our fourth football season to talk about, actually. So um, don't don't ask questions about where these seasons are coming from. Um, this is just this is our system. Um, man, we are trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah, we're super excited to be back talking about Mississippi State football again. It's a new era, uh, new logos, new head coach, um, and uh, just but the same old disrespect, you know. Um, so today in our in this episode, as we're previewing the season, we're actually not going to touch really at all on Southeastern Louisiana because it's a game that we know and uh, we expect to win. So uh, we're going to uh, put off a game prediction for that one um, and and save those for less predictable games but we're going to give a schedule prediction where we go through each game and talk about you know whether we're going to win or lose and then we're going to go the um preseason media questions that uh brian haydad at thunder and lightning always puts out so um those will be those will be fun get some conversations started and then uh we'll get into our first pick em of the season so uh hunter are you ready for this um uh, yeah um i guess this is going to be a shorter show one thing yeah. i did just remember about our pick em, Mm-hmm. We we forgot to do player of the game and score for our last one. Okay, we can do that when we get there. Okay, I I I just wanted to put that in your mind. Right, right. I'll be thinking about it. <laughs> All right. So, um, as we said, we're going to start off with the schedule prediction. So we will start off, uh, I guess, with um the the little bit of a game review that we're going to do. Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, we're both going to chalk that one up as a win. I'm assuming. Yeah. All right, so that will be on Saturday, home opener in the first of eight home games for the first time in school history. Um, so that's that's what's really cool about this year. In a, in a year with so much uncertainty, eight home games is really going to be it's really going to make a difference. I think. I mean, um, Zach Arnett does have some some pretty tough road games at South Carolina, at Arkansas, at Auburn, and at A and M, uh, and he'll have to find a way to you know you know be a head coach in the sec at tougher tough road environments but eight home games really should uh should help him so um starting off with a win southeastern louisiana um and i did see a really cool um stat i think you sent it to me the last time that we started off a season with an fcs opponent was in 20 um 2018 i believe it's stephen f with stephen f austin and um, the cool thing about that was Stephen F. Austin's offensive coordinator at the time was Kevin Barbe, who is now our offensive coordinator. So um, here we are, five years later, and uh, he's in a completely different, completely different place, um, other side of the field, and uh, we're we're happy to have him. So the game that Yeah, yeah. Nick was suspended, I think, for something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a cool stat. I can't remember who. Um, post that maybe justin frommer but um anyway so that's week one moving on to week number two we've got uh the arizona wildcats coming to starkville for the second game of a home and home with them um jaden delara still uh leading the wildcats so what do you have in this one hunter um i'm gonna give us the win here i'm glad the that it went this way right where they were they were like kind of building something out there yeah I'm glad we got them last year at their place, and now they're coming here. Right. I mean, two years ago, I mean, they they would have been on a short list of if you were naming the worst teams in Power Five, and now, I mean, they're they're 
like you said, they're kind of making a name for themselves, and now uh, people are people are saying that we're kind of on that list of the worst teams in the Power Five. But um, like I said, I think that can be chalked up to just some disrespect that Mississippi State's used to getting. So um, I'm also going to give us the win here. Um, we we handled them pretty easily last year. The score might might look a little bit closer than it was, but I, I think it was pretty dominant. Um, uh, after the first offensive possession that they had. So um, I, I expect us to do a, a, more of the same next week. So um, week number three is LSU, and uh, I'm pretty sure this is where we're both going to find our first loss of the season. Um, it it does kind of set up good for us. I mean, uh, it's, it's a weird time, and just like in 2021, we're kind of getting LSU in an early game, uh, early in the season, and – early in the day um, where I just, I, th- I feel like it can go either way. Um, I In any sport, I don't really want to play LSU late in the season. Um, so it seems like we always kind of, and I don't want to play them at night. So yeah, um, play, play them as early as possible in the day and, and in the season. So, uh, but I, I still will give us a loss there just because they, they did finish so strong last year. Um, and and are returning a lot, especially Jaden Daniels. So, it would feel like a homer pick. Like if if I picked Mississippi State here, it would be because I'm a Mississippi State fan. Right. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah, especially um, like right now. If if I mean, two weeks into the season something might change, we could see him just fall completely flat against Florida State, or you know, we could just look really really good somehow. Um, but yeah, right now, as, as before the season starts, I'm definitely picking LSU there. All right, you want to start us off with our first road game of the year? Yeah. Um, going into the to the sandstorm, going to South Carolina. Um, the, this is a confusing one. Do you remember when we were Beamer fans? We're like, hey, this guy is kind of quirky and cool. And then, then all of Everyone started liking Beamer, and now I guess we don't. Yeah, their social media did a good job of like making him seem quirky, and now it's just it's just a little too much. Um, it's all quirky. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I I don't think I mind him, but uh, yeah, I, 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 when he was kind of under the radar, I liked him a little bit more. That was a good time. <laughs> Yeah, but for this game, the it's a it's a really tough environment. I don't think we know what what time this game is. I don't think so. Better. Um, if it's night, I'm gonna like it a little bit less. Yeah. Their their season was so weird. Rattler wasn't good for like a long for a big portion of the season. Yeah. He turned it on for for two weeks. Truly, I mean, uh, a game against Tennessee and a game against Clemson. Which, if you're going to choose two games to just pop off in, those those would be the two you would choose, especially as a South Carolina quarterback. Um, but the team fell flat against, uh, I think, against Missouri and Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. South Carolina may have beaten Kentucky, but I think they lost the the battle, of the Columbia's. Um, like South Carolina was not a good team for most of last year, so. Oh, they lost. Yeah. Oh, and Florida. 
Florida. That's the, that's the bad loss I was thinking about. I so I don't understand what what happened. Um, that that was just insane things happening at that point. Um, yeah, but I'll give us the win, TBD. Um, I'll figure out more in a few weeks, but I'll give yeah. Us the like I said, and, and it's hard to make a prediction, especially not knowing what time of the day it is. But I'll, I'll give us the loss here. It's uh, Zach Garnett's first road game as a head coach. And, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily know what effect that's going to have because, I mean, he's obviously been a, a defensive coordinator in some pretty crazy environments. Uh, but, I mean, him just calling the shots, I, I feel like it'll have some effect. And um, I, I, that's going to be uh, our second loss on the schedule for me. So, you know, as of right now, I have us at 2-2. Two and two. You have us at 3-1. and one. Uh, as we head back home to face Alabama. So, um, uh, I'm, yeah, um, I'm at three and two. Next question. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to predict us to win. Last time Alabama came to Starkville and played, me and you had some very, very high hopes, and then we failed to score a touchdown. So, yeah, we just, yeah, there's no way we're scoring a touchdown. No way at all. Like um, field goal. We'd be lucky nope. to get 10 points. I, honestly, we're going to get shut out. It's going to be 49-0 to zero at half. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's our prediction. Uh, now I have us at 2-3. and three. Hunter, you're at 3-2. and two. Um, And now this is where <laughs> we can make a run. If, if, uh, you're, it, if, you're, if what, what you're predicting has happened, how do you think you'll be feeling? At sitting at two and three on a three three game losing streak, um, I'm I'm gonna be really really thankful for this random Western Michigan game sitting in the middle of the schedule here um, to put an end to that skid. But then you start a really tough four game stretch. Uh, so I'm gonna chalk us up both for a win against Western Michigan, who struggled with um, who was that tonight? Uh, some, some school that Loki thought was a high school. St. Francis, Some, um, they, they ended Francis. up pulling away, but that, that game okay. was too close. Yeah, so I, I'll give us, we'll both have us with a win over Western Michigan, but then you start a four-game stretch with uh, at Arkansas, at Auburn, at uh, Kentucky at home, and then at Texas A&M. So kind of when you look at the schedule every year, these are, these are four of the games that are toss-ups, I feel like, and when – it falls on a year where you get, you know, the Arkansas, Auburn, Texas A&M games at home. You feel really good. Um, you feel terrible about the Kentucky game when it's on the road, but you have them at home. I, I say that we win at Arkansas, at Auburn, and, and Kentucky. I, I'm, I'm just gonna call it. Yeah, um, Arkansas. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go game by game this one arkansas i i think i think we'll be able to handle them probably the least confidence i have on this one and then um at auburn i i think we're better uh yeah and and one note on auburn we are at the tail end of this five game stretch for them where they play uh at texas a&m they have georgia at home at lsu uh and then they host Ole Miss, and then us. So we're at the tail tail end of a of a brutal five game stretch that that's a month long stretch of just really difficult teams. We we kind of fall at the dead end of that. That 
like they, they could be beat up we have no idea where injuries could be and i just i'm gonna give it to us hugh freeze is the wild card there for me but um we are a better team than them i feel like and I, i'm 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 gonna I'm gonna have us win in that one. Like Peyton Thorne isn't, isn't like a game changing quarterback, right? Right, right. I, I I don't think he is. Yeah. Um yeah, and then in, Kentucky home team wins. Yeah, home team wins, and that's the game where we're wearing our interlocking MSU, the nineteen ninety eight throwbacks for the uh nineteen ninety eight um team that went to the SEC championship game. Logo and the whole uniform set looks really, really good. I'm super excited about that, and I think that's that's come out since the last time we recorded. So, uh, first shout time out, hearing about it. Zach Selmer. Yeah, shout out, shout out Zach for real. Um, if this is the first time you're hearing about that, please just download Twitter. Um, just don't get um, your news from us. Actually, don't say X. Uh, one more thing about that three-game stretch with Arkansas, Auburn, and Kentucky. Arkansas, I, they have a really, really tough schedule too. It kind of it resembles the Auburn schedule a lot. Um, they just just are really, really tough for them. I think back to the 2021 game against Arkansas, where me and you were both there too. Um, we we were a very inconsistent team, and we took that Arkansas team down to the wire. And I just I know KJ Jefferson is two years more experienced now, but at what point do we recognize that he's not? He might not be a game-changing quarterback. You know, like I mean, he's he, his rushing stats. Like people make him out to be some absolute dual-threat quarterback. Like he's he's not Cam Newton. Uh. Like it's it's not it's not what he does. Like yeah, he's he's a big guy. He'll he'll get you your three-yard rush if you need it as long as long as he doesn't fumble at the goal line against Texas A&M very world but like he's not when people talk about KJ Jefferson I don't you never hear them say anything specifically about what makes him good I just hear that he's the most experienced quarterback have, in the have SEC have you ever heard anyone specifically talk about what makes KJ Jefferson good yeah I I I feel like I hear the word dynamic, but I I I would almost rather just have the word consistent that's attached heard, like, attached to Will Rogers. Accuracy. Nope. You never um, have like. <laughs> and and just because we're having this little rant here, I, I know that he's gonna be in New York for the Heisman ceremony um, in in December. So I, I he very well could have an incredible final season and you know make a push to get drafted, but. He didn't play against us last year, and I think that they had a better chance to win because of that. Like Malik Hornsby was incredible. Like, he had, had some incredible plays that KJ Jefferson could not have made, and I think he made every play that KJ could have made. Um, and now he's no longer on the team. So, um, yeah, KJ Jefferson he he could be a difference maker this year, but I haven't seen it. So I, I give us the edge just for having a more consistent quarterback. Um. Yeah, moving I mean, on to at least he plays like even yeah. if it's not just like consistent like skill wise he, he he's out there. Yeah, uh, that moves us to the fourth game of this you know, four game stretch that I mentioned, and it's at Texas A and M. Um, 
I, you can point to the recency or the recent success that we've had against Texas A&M, uh, you know, winning more than we've lost in the last decade. But before the season starts, it's, re- it's really going to be difficult for me to ever be confident about us beating Texas A&M, really whether it's at home or on the road. Uh, this one's at Kyle Field, and I just I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a loss here. Um, they're just gonna be they're just a more talented team, and they always will be. So anytime we beat A and M, it's gonna be a shock. Um, but it, I've I've been more surprised before. I think last year we were both very vocal that we were gonna beat A and M before the season. Yeah, I'm almost <laughs> positive. Um, but pe- people want to be like, oh, it's it's A and M. They're 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 gonna mess it up with all this talent. Um, what if they don't? <laughs> What if they go twelve and zero? And what if the third most talented team in the SEC plays like it? What if one of like five active coaches in the country with a national championship plays like he's one of the five active coaches with a national championship? Like, um, their offensive coordinator has had a Heisman winner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I, I like you can clown them, but. Because Jimbo kind of sucks and Motorcycle Man funny, but like it could work, and I I don't I I don't yeah yeah it it it, it could work, and people are just acting like it's absolutely not a possibility. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a loss at A and M. I'll be pleasantly surprised and i mean by by that point it might not even be a surprise for us to win um but uh, yeah i will give us a loss to bring us to six and four on my schedule and you are going to say oh yeah loss uh, seven and three three. okay so we're one game apart at this point uh week 11 it will be an 11 a.m game the week before the egg bowl and against southern miss so we've had if I'm counting right, we've had three games against Southern Miss since 2014. We played them in 14 and 15, and then we played them in 19. Um, and we've handled them pretty well every time. I I don't see this one being any different. Um, I'm going to give us a win, and we can look forward to the Egg Bowl after that one. Yeah. I don't have much to say about it. On to the Egg Bowl now. Um, it's it's a toss-up every year. It, it seems to flip-flop back and forth whether the home team has advantage or not. Um, we just put a stop to a, a two-game skid of losing to Ole Miss. Um, and you know what? I don't really know. I, they've got a loaded quarterback room, but for some reason I just have a confidence, and I kind of always do. Um like this, this makes or breaks your season, and whether or not Mississippi State fans want to admit that, it's true. So I'm going to give us a win to cap off uh, Zach Arnett's first season as head coach, and he gets to gets to win the Egg Bowl at the end of it too. So yeah, I also have a winning, putting us at nine and three. I would like to bring up last year. I believe your prediction predictions were perfect on this list. Were they really? I think so. Uh, 1-0 Memphis, 2-0 Arizona, 2-1 uh, LSU. Uh, 
beat Bowling Green, beat A&M, beat Arkansas, lose to Kentucky, lose to Alabama. Oh. Oh, you had us losing to Auburn. Oh, man. Wait, that may be me. There's I my, didn't remember going perfect. There's, there's my beat, Georgia. <laughs> I was going to be cool. You definitely weren't perfect. I was close. Um, if you if you switch the, the Auburn and Georgia, it's a typo. Um, so just forget what I said about one of us being perfect on the air. Yeah. It was Hey Dad that was perfect. Right, right. Okay, so just a little bit to cap off this one. I have us at eight and four. You have us at nine and three. And both of those predictions are very, are so much higher than what the media is predicting. I mean, I've I've seen as low as four and eight is like what people are saying we're going to be. And Zach Garnett being fired at the end of the year, um, we're projected to be seventh in just about every uh, poll there is, seventh in the SEC West. And uh, national media is referring to us as. You know, the us and Vandy are the two worst teams in the entire SEC. Um, I look at our team, and, and the questions that I have are, you know, is our is our our defensive backs going to be as good? Because we're we just lost first round draft pick in Emmanuel Forbes. Um, we just lost Tyrus Wheat. So, I mean, those are two two really important guys we have to replace. Um, Offensively, I mean, Ra Ra Thomas and Caleb Ducking aren't going to be there, but I think we have a lot of depth at wide receiver. Um, offensive and defensive lines are really, really solid. Uh, there's, I mean, too deep. You have experience at literally every position. I feel like at, you have juniors and up at every position, and I don't understand the disrespect nationally, other than just the fact that we don't have Mike Leach as our coach anymore, which, I mean, people, when he was our coach, they said that our offense was stale. So why is it, why is that making us worse in predictions? Um, I think, I, I kind of thought about this. And it's like, you you look back at last year and you're like, oh, we, we won nine games. That, that, yeah. that, that's good and everything and then projections come out this year when it's the same team minus like four guys like yeah. there's with, 22 with, seniors starting or something. with more home games I feel I mean like we aren't it, playing Georgia yeah <laughs> we, we just traded Georgia for South Carolina and, and are predicted to be worse at home like um, yeah but I think I think the issue with the media is, is there, like, okay, last year we stayed overachieved. Yeah. So you return us to closer to the mean, um, and then you have a bunch of teams who we beat that underachieved. If you make all of them one game better, because they they're gonna they're gonna be average this year. Uh, I mean, where are you getting that one win from? Yeah. And I think it's just easy target, and it yeah, I mean, really sucks I that there's nothing this team can do about it for next year, because yeah, then all the veterans will be gone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough position. If they right. say we're seventh in the West next year, they're probably right. Yeah, I mean, newcomers are going to have to make plays. I mean, you're going to have to do everything for us next year. I mean. 
we're going to have to get probably a transfer quarterback and um, I mean the the freshmen that we get next year are going to have to really really quickly become playmakers. So um, I understand somebody has to be predicted predicted seventh in the West every year. I mean you can't just leave that spot Why blank. Isn't it but yeah, I I mean does, does do they just not want to be the guy that puts Auburn at seven because a do decade ago like they you freeze. <laughs> I don't know. And in Arkansas, I get it's a bigger national brand, but why are they supposed to be so much better than we are? We have, I, I'm pretty sure I heard Robbie and Haydad say, we have more four stars on our on our roster. So it's not like Towards you can. Them. We have better players. <laughs> like, we, we are a more talented team, and we beat them 41 to 17 last year um, with the same team. I think we both have very similar teams. Um, so anyway, that's, that's my little rant. But it doesn't matter where you predicted when the season starts. It just oh, matters. I think I was getting you, a new you... offense, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And new defense. But it's, you know. Um... <laughs> but anyway, so let's move on. So schedule predictions are over. I had us 8-4. and four, You had us 9-3. and three. Now we're moving on to Hey Dad's media questions. Um First one, we just answered, what will MSU's regular season record be? So we'll move on to number two. Will Rogers, he needs 2,473 passing yards to become the SEC's all-time leading passer. Does he beat that number this season? We both have yes on here, right? Okay, so just for reference, in 2020, he threw for 1,976. 21, he threw for 4739. And then last year, he threw for 3,713. So he would have to, I mean, he doesn't have to even get close to those numbers from the last two seasons, which are the two regular seasons he's played in, um, to, to reach the nearly 2,500 that he has to get. So I, I think he'll get that uh, probably probably pretty easily. Um, so, and if he, and if he doesn't... Um, there will be no threat of him getting drafted, and he will be our quarterback next year. So he'll get it at some point. Um, next question number three is, will Mississippi State have a 1,000-yard rusher this season? What you got? Uh, I said yes because I'd really like to see that uh, for Woody. But, yeah. Uh, thinking about it now, seeing the depth chart, Probably should have said no here, but I'm going to stick with yes just because I want that for Woody. Okay, yeah. Um, a little bit of reference here as well. Um, Woody and Dylan, they've played, uh, they've been our one two punch at running back for the last three years. In the last two seasons, which, you know, just, just excluding the COVID year, but the last two seasons, um, they have combined for over 1,500 yards of all purpose. That's running and catching. And they, Woody won't be as involved in the passing game this year i'm assuming so um you know he'll get more more touches running the ball uh and he is the number one guy so i mean he'll have the opportunities he'll have the the opportunities but i'll say no he doesn't get it i i think that there's going to be more committee just like we have seen the last couple of years um i think seth davis and simeon price are going to get chances to run the ball I'm hearing a lot of good things about seth davis from from camp um that he's just pretty impossible to bring down. He's just kind of a slippery little running back. So 
Um, I'm excited to see him, and because of that, he, I don't think Woody's going to reach a thousand yards. No, right, you can start us off with question number four. Who will lead Mississippi State in interceptions this year? Is it Marcus uh, Banks because he looks cool? And um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. He's saying that safety now. So. All right, so you got a safety doing it uh, to replace. Forbes at cornerback for the last three years. Uh, I'm going to stick with a cornerback and just go to Cameron Richardson. Um, really, nothing besides. I mean, he's going to be the number one corner on our team, so maybe he'll get some opportunities. All right. Yeah, I guess I'll do this next one. Will Mississippi State right. finish higher in total defense or offense? Um. There's still just so much question about our about our offense. Um, I mean, uh, again, we we talked about the the media just not really knowing much about it and um, giving us a little bit of disrespect because of it. Uh, but we really don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know if they're going to just slowly evolve from the air raid to a more pro style, um, or if it's just going to be all at once and no air raid tendencies are left at all. Um, so w- with that being a question, I'm just going to go ahead and say the safe answer with defense because our defense should look very similar. And like, our defense was better last year. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go with defense again. I mean, Matt Brock isn't bringing anything new to the defense as far as I'm, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, so one, one thing be- before we get to like the next, it's so weird that the players on this team are like the only Mississippi State football players we've talked about on this podcast. Yeah. That it was them when they were freshmen. Yeah. <laughs> Showing up. Like I mean, we were talking about uh Forbes and Emerson and this is our this is our first year to not have either of those guys. And like, um, like Will Rogers true freshman coming in the start. Yep, that was yeah. that was our like third episode. Yeah, it's funny that we could be doing this next year and we could still be talking about Will. Oh, it's so bizarre. But, uh, yeah. Next one. All right, so. Which yeah, game go that you would predict Mississippi State to win are they most likely to lose? Um, I, I, I touched on this. I, I predicted us to win the Auburn game, but I, I will say that that's the one we're most likely to lose just because, I mean, Hugh Freeze is, is just a wild card. I mean, it was our, our best team ever couldn't beat uh, Hugh Freeze, and so I'm just gonna just gonna still have that in the back of my mind and say that that's that's the one that we would be most likely to lose. Um, I'm gonna go South Carolina here, uh, just because my other choices were not. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then I'll. Close us out with which game that you predicted MSU to lose are they most likely to win? And we did make a pact to not say uh, the Egg Bowl on either of these. So, um, yeah, I think that would have been a pretty obvious one for numbers for the last question. Uh, but on this one, we both predicted us to beat Ole Miss, so it wouldn't really matter anyway. But uh, I said A&M in this one just because the recent success we've had against them. I mean... I talked about that in my reasoning anyway, so. Yeah. Um, yeah I have LSU here. Um, I forgot about A&M. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that is going to be it for the media questions. Uh, we always do look forward to when Heydad releases those, and there's a podcast about that. So we wanted to get in on that just like we did last year. Uh, and we're going to move on to our week one pick em. We don't really know if there's going to be a punishment or if there is what it's going to be. Uh, but we'll probably update on that uh, at some point in the near in the near future. There was a whirlwind of things happening um, when it came to punishment time uh, last year. And they took my money and didn't ship my shirt. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I, like, you watched me do it like on a FaceTime or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ordered Heck. a shirt. I, was, was it the goodest boy in the sip? Yeah, I, $30 on the goodest boy in the shirt. Yeah, Man. $30, I'm never getting back. Yeah. Shout All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Like I said, it's going to bring us to our week one pick em, And uh, so we've already submitted our answers. So these are not, like, we're not finding out about these live. But, um. Pick game number one is going to be South Alabama at number 24, Tulane. The battle of Mardi Gras and uh, who gets to claim it. So, um, obviously, South Alabama gets to claim Mardi Gras. That's yeah. where it started. Um, but I'm going to pick Tulane to win this game. Picking Tulane as well. All right. Game number two is going to be Colorado at number 17, TCU. Coach Prime's debut in the big in Power Five. Um, forgot they're not in the same conference. Whoops. Um, they're about to be. They're about to be. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, his debut in Power Five, I don't think it's going to be pretty. I'm going to go TCU by a landslide. Yeah. Um, like eighty new players. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jeez. I, I, I guess there's not skill in predicting such things. Yeah. Um, I, I will go to the team that played in the national championship last year. Yeah. All right. You want to start us off with game number three? Uh, yeah. Um, we, we go to the, um, some would say, the strongest conference in college football and over the next few years. Um, most powerful. And you have two teams here, um, Northwestern and Rutgers. Um, massive media markets because... Big Ten. Uh, yeah. Surely, surely both of these schools have head coaches, right? Right, right. You, you assume such things. Um, I have no clue why this game is on here. I'm pretty sure I sent it to you and I was like, please put it on there. But now the joke <laughs> just kind of isn't funny at all. Um, yeah. And I'm having to look at Northwestern at Rutgers on my screen. I'm, I am glad that we... Uh... We both agreed on this one that Rutgers is going to win, so that like the punishment doesn't come down at the end of the year to one of us picking Northwestern, winning the big game. Winning, um, winning the... Is this is this a rivalry? Surely not. <laughs> what if this is a named rivalry with a trophy? <laughs> and I just messed up by calling it the big game. The big... This is the game. This is the Civil uh, War. <laughs> canceled um yeah so i think i might have just spoiled your pick we're both going rutgers there right yep all right so um yeah they're just a dominant program so they're just too good all right game number four is coastal carolina at ucla and uh two programs that i just know a ton about um 
Yeah. Um, I, I will. I will be taking uh, UCLA. I'm taking UCLA. Yeah. Game number five is number twenty-one, North Carolina at South Carolina. Is this? This isn't. Like, is this in South Carolina Stadium or yeah, is it a neutral? It is at, uh, Panthers. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I picked UNC to win this game for some reason. I picked South Carolina because uh, UNC has no defense, and I don't think that's close to changing. Okay. Uh, that's our first difference uh, of the of the season. So somebody, well, I guess we'll wait to the end to say that. But um, <laughs> game number six, West Virginia at number seven, Penn State. Um, I think West Virginia, we talked about earlier of like the worst teams in Power Five. They they might be on there. Um, Penn State's gonna to win this one in a route. So yeah. Uh, I'm... Are you contemplating? Uh, no, I was just thinking about Bob Hawkins, and I just, <laughs> I just looked up, <laughs> I just looked up like some about Bob Hawkins and the picture that came up on West Virginia's <laughs> making me laugh quite a bit. Uh, but I, I'm going Penn State here. Um, I think Penn State has a chance to win the Big Ten this year. Yep, and and if I think that's true, um, they they cannot be any problems in West Virginia. Yeah. All right, you just take the games the rest of the way. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, UTSA uh, at Houston. Uh, Houston has some really really good looking uniforms. For this one. Yeah, and they really do. I I don't really know uh, which one of these is actually better, but past few years utsa has been uh, yeah but uh I, I think here i'm gonna pick houston yeah i'm not sure the college football script writers are gonna let houston lose their first game as a big 12 team um so i'm gonna say houston here plus they're wearing oilers uniforms so yeah they, they are they automatically won the next one is oh, i guess this is a good one uh a game that Kind of kicked off the stupid season last year. Yeah. This was bizarrely stupid. Um, <laughs> number five LSU versus number eight Florida State. Um, two two teams that uh, they're like the kind of cool pick to, for their conference championship. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of weird how they're both mirrored. Um, both returning quarterbacks are very good. Um, Florida State has a really good wide receiver room, and it's just size out there. And uh, I, I'm excited for this game. Um, I'm not sure it's going to tell us anything for our game against LSU, just because it's going to be Brian Kelly getting his guys up for second biggest game of the year. And I, I'm going to pick Florida State here. Okay. Well, like I'm going to actually go against you on that one, so it'll be our second disagreement of the week uh, i'm gonna go lsu um like i said they just had a, a strong finish to the season last year and going to the sec championship game and even though they lost that one they dominated their bowl game and uh just re- returning a lot of guys returning uh one of the best quarterbacks in the sec if not the best and uh yeah i think lsu is gonna gonna win this one and jump start a pretty special season 
Um, yeah. Um, next one is number nine, Clemson at Duke. I don't understand the Duke love. I I will I will not be tuning in to watch Duke. Um, anyone, uh, you can go to the movie theater and watch this game. That's a new that's a new thing for this year. That is a thing that you can do. You can go sit down, get your large popcorn, beverage of your choice, and, and watch Clemson at Duke. Yeah. That being said, I will be picking Clemson. <laughs> I'm going to take Clemson. So, all right. Now, I'd just like to announce these. America's Game of the Week. Game number 10. Southeastern Louisiana travels to Starkville to play Mississippi State. And um, I'm taking the Bulldogs. Plain and simple. I'm not even considering the Lions in this one. They're terrible. Um I, I don't think we've played them since the Kroom, and we beat them bad then. So we're going to beat them bad now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think um, the team from Strawberry Stadium in Hammond, Louisiana, um, is going to come to Starkville and have much luck. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. Team um, Hammond, <laughs> Louisiana at Strawberry Stadium. What they're known as. <laughs> I will only be referring to them as that from here on out. And I hope to never have to talk about them again. Um, never uttering their directions. <laughs> I'm, I'm never talking about this team ever again. In the, in the DVD of our national championship season, I'm skipping right over week number one. <laughs> um, why is it on DVD? Why, why did I... In a, in a perfect world. Um, anyway, so we're going to do a score prediction and a player of the player of the game. Um, I always love these on FCS weeks. Um, I'll do a score first if you do player first. So okay. uh, I'm going to say 56 to 3. Okay. Um, that's kind of funny because I was going to do 56 to 6. You know what? I'm going to say 59. 59. Okay. All right. 56 to 3. It doesn't matter. I don't know what the score is for. The score doesn't do anything. I was going to do exactly the UCF um, Kent State score. That was going to be my my way of doing this. There you go. All right. Who's your player of the game this week? Um,. You know, there's 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 a hardworking guy on this team. First in, last out mentality. Just a clutch player. Bring your lunch with you, type of guy. Um, type of guy you'd like to be your daughter. Um, I think Creed Whitmore's gonna have a great game. Okay, so are we doing offensive and defensive? Uh, I don't I don't know. We get to decide that, I guess. Yeah, let's do offensive and defensive. So that's your offensive guy, right? Okay, good. Um, um, I'll do Justin Robinson. I'd say he's going to have multiple touchdowns, um, several catches, um, many yards, and... Uh, that's an explosive player. 
just an explosive guy. Um, and uh, defensively, I'll say uh, DeCamerian Richardson starts his uh, interception leading campaign. He'll get a, he'll get a pick. I go with Jet Johnson. <laughs> Actually, what's well, our, what, what's our punter's name? Uh, Keelan Crimmins. Take him. I hope he's not used very much. I, I understand, but what if he has a good one? And Minnesota just hit a game-winning field goal as time expired. There you go. You heard it here first. Again. They probably didn't hear it here first. Um, so you're taking Keelan Crimmins and Creed Whitmore, and I'm taking Justin Robinson and DeCambrian Richardson. So two different. very different directions. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so those are our predictions for uh, for this week. It's our pick em and our... <laughs> And our players. Um, so now we get to move on to our favorite segment. And we, you guys showed out for us. So we got our Instagram questions. We posted the question prompt today. You guys did not disappoint. And it starts off with Courtney Taylor. How do y'all feel about the new logo? Talking about state script. I love the fact that that is our helmet logo. Yeah. I, I cannot agree more. Yeah, I mean that. There's that is just the it's the greatest thing ever. Uh, the next question kind of brings us to another logo. Uh, another logo talk is Brooks Taylor. He asked, "Interlocking MSU permanent? Um, I hope not. I the the point of going to the state script is to kind of rebrand us to state, and we chose that over rebranding to MSU. Um, and and I like it because. You know, in the SEC, no other school is really referred to as state, and I mean, why why not take advantage of that? You know, to be the the one team to be called something, um, and it might grow nationally. You never know. That's why we're doing it. Um, Jess Cooley asks, "How many times this season will Mississippi State fill the stadium?" I'm gonna say zero. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a fair assumption. We've filled it one time since uh, Dak Dak graduated, so um, I, I don't I don't see Dan Mullen coming back and coaching against us for the first time ever again. Um, that was the one time that we did fill it. So zero is the answer to that. Uh, Andrus asks uh, Heisman Dark Horse is it Will Howard? I'll let you take this one, Hunter. Um. So, so for the people at home that would like to play along. Look up Will Howard highlights, um, and then notice there are none. It's just, it's just Kansas State game highlights. Um, I'm not going to say that every Heisman winner ever has had highlights, but every Heisman winner ever has had highlights. Yeah. I think that's like a prerequisite. You at least have enough for like a two-minute mixtape. There's at least music. <laughs> right? It's not just all 22. <laughs> like, there's got to be something. Um, but no, it will not be Will Howard. Um, sleeper for the Heisman, probably Bo Nix. Um, he's, he's, he's having fun with this new offense. Bodacious, if you will. Bodacious. I actually think he's third in the Heisman. Yeah. Dark Horse. Yeah. Dark Horse. Um, all right, Drew Robinson asks our last question here. Other than Bama or Georgia, which SEC team is the best this upcoming season? 
Uh, I think that's probably LSU. I think Texas. <laughs> I mean, is Tennessee supposed to be good again? Um, I, I, I'm not. I mean, Joe Milton will. Joe Milton's a fun one to be like. Oh yeah, he'll be good, but. We don't know if Joe Milton's going to be good, and a lot of that um, comes down to how good he is. Unless they want to be starting Nico, which I hope not. I don't want to have to learn how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll probably just say LSU. I mean, Tennessee could very well have another good season. They definitely have the talent for it. A&M could also be a team we've talked about, like, if they ever can just get the most out of their talent, they will be as good as anybody in the country. So, um, yeah, but I'll, I'll say LSU is a pretty safe answer. I don't think it's um, Florida. It's not Florida, no. One game into the season, I can tell you that. Uh, so that is it for our Instagram questions, and that's it for our first episode of Season 9 of Going for Two. We're super excited for football season to be back. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're excited to watch the – the Zach Arnett era begin uh, officially um, this Saturday at 3 o'clock against the team from Hammond, Louisiana at Strawberry Field. So until next time, uh, thank you guys for listening, and um, yeah, have a good weekend. It was a good pull. It was a good pull. And welcome to our first after show of season nine of Going for Two. Luke, if you're listening, um, how many times have you watched American Psycho? Strawberry Stadium previously hosted Hammond High School football. Does that mean like all of the high schools or like Hammond big enough to have multiple? Um, The fact that I've heard about it makes me think yes. It does not look big enough. Oh, that I, I may be dead wrong. Like 20,000? Hmm. I don't know how many people cities have. What is Laurel? Like around 25,000 or something? Uh, no, Hattiesburg is like 38. That's what people are here for. Laurel population is 17,000. So, yes, I think... Think Hammond think would we, have multiple? Yeah. Or that just be a I mean I don't know. Um, hmm. Yeah, um see y'all. Uh, bye. Bye.